Welcome back to the Dare to Dream podcast. This is episode number 84, and my name is Gregory Russell Benedict. And I'm Vincent Van Patten. And today we are doing a special episode. We're having a quote off. It's a quote off, buddy. It's a quote off. These are the quotes that really form the foundation of everything we aspire to do. They have inspired us. since we really embarked on this career and really got into reading and just learning, they've been the most inspirational quotes that have just given us the, you know, that the the fire in our bellies to go for our dreams and live an extraordinary life. Yes. And we're going to try and keep it short. We originally said we're going to have a cap on 10 quotes. I'm already exceeding that. We're just going to go back and forth, share little hits of wisdom that we've picked up along the way. And it's right. Why don't you start us off? All right, bud. This is a good one. People always tell you that life is short, but actually life is long. If you're 24 years old or 34 years old, I mean, when I was 34 years old, I was still 21 years away from having a book published, even though I'd been busting my ass for all that. What I would say to a younger person is to take some pressure off yourself. There's all this bullshit in the social media that there's a hack that you could do it tomorrow. You know, enjoy the trip, pay attention, and keep your eyes open on the journey. When it's ready to happen, it will happen. That is Stephen Pressfield, one of our favorite authors, the author of The War of Art. And that one just, it hit me when I needed it. I was in, uh, I was abroad, and I was just putting all this pressure on myself to just make everything happen now. I got to be writing these stories while I'm on this trip, and just got to be taking advantage of this time, even though all I wanted to do was enjoy the experience. Mm, take the pressure off. I love that. Yeah. All right, we're coming to me. I got two quick ones before we go into the pages and pages and passages. I'm just <laughs> kidding. First one, this one is so applicable and relevant to the Dare to Dream podcast. And I feel like I discovered it right at the beginning of all of this. And it goes, the scariest moment is always just before you start. After that, things can only get better. Stephen mm. King. Beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, do you want to do it where you, yeah, just speak on where it came from, how it inspired you. And if you have nothing, we'll just move past it. Yep. I think that one speaks for itself. Terrific. Next one. <laughs> In order to, should we do uh, like say who it's by first or after? Uh, after, because I'm trying to guess who it's by before you tell me. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> the game. In order to be alive, you have to risk surviving. Life wants to grow. The human being fundamentally, fundamentally strives for life. And the same is true for life as a collective. Earth is becoming more and more alive all the time. With each of these evolutions, the flowering plants, for example, biodiversity increases and increases and increases, and each new species contributes to the collective condition for even more species to come up. We are part of that evolution to make Earth even more alive. And that is more important to life than keeping safe and surviving. Not surviving. That's not the highest calling. What is actually the purpose? It's all variants on one thing, which is to serve life and beauty in the world. And on some level, we know that's why we're here. Charles Eisenstein. I knew oh, it. Yep. That's a good one. I knew it. I, so- that one just hits for me. It's like, we're not here merely to survive. We're here to push back that desire just to be safe 
and to thrive because on the other side of that comfort is thriving. Ooh, here's a quote that's not on my quotes list and I'm going to paraphrase. Oh, buckle up, bonus. Paraphrase here, bonus. You guys are getting unplanned what content. Paid for? <laughs> Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Mm. Don't know who that's from. I probably said it wrong, but that is what I'm taking away from that. It's like, we aren't here to survive and be safe and comfortable. I mean, we're here to, it's the human condition to struggle and challenge and push our limits. That's how we find meaning, purpose, fulfillment, happiness, all the things. For sure. For sure. Beautiful. Moving on. All right. Another short, quick pop. (laughs) Life shrinks or expands in proportion to one's courage. That's by, I never know how to say her first name, Anais Nin. Anais Nin. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Not close. You know what you said, Anais. Um, yeah, I had one by her as well. I just, this one's like amazing. It's, I, I just, I can visually picture it. It's like your life is changing in every moment and shrinking or expanding in proportion to whether you have the courage to ask for what you want, chase what you want. And I don't know, I get this visual. It's just moving around. Yeah. For those of you who can't those see are the visual learners, yeah. using a lot of using some, hand, some, some interpretive hand motions. Yeah. That to me is like progressing the plot. You go mm. up and talk to somebody at the party, you're moving things forward, being courageous. And that's life just blossoms from there or just willing to take any sort of risk. Perfect. Back to you. <laughs> Back to you in the studio. I spent so much of my life worried about what I was going to become and whether I was going to be right here, right now. God, how much time did I waste afraid that I wasn't going to be here right now? If I could change, the only thing I'd change about my whole life would be fearing less that I weren't going to get here, the place that I was going anyway. I wouldn't change all the mistakes and mishaps. I needed those. But all the constant worry that I was going to make it took took me out of the moment, took me out of enjoying the experiences smiling or eating my lunch or doing whatever I was doing. Know your mission, have faith you're going to get there wherever you go. It's going to be all right. Just find ways to get out of your own head. Aubrey Marcus. Oh, let's go. I knew it. Yeah, as a nerd. Okay. I'm a loser. <laughs> I know too many quotes. Podcast nerd. Yeah. Thoughts, I think it speaks for itself. That's oh, a great one. Spending too much time worried that you won't get to exactly where you are right now so powerful well said okay here we go i'm uh, ramping up the size of my quotes so get ready can't have vinny's quotes be bigger than mine (laughs) the master in the art of living makes little distinction between his work and his play his labor and his leisure his mind and his body his education and his recreation his love and his religion he hardly knows which is which he simply pursues his vision of excellence at whatever he does leaving others to decide whether he is working or playing to him. He is always doing both. Mm. James Michener. Right. Of course <laughs> you had that one. I know it. I saw it that one head. is actually uh nobody knows who said it originally. It was like, uh, it's true. It was also this. Yeah. It's a, it's an, it's an ancient one. <laughs> and i'm the quote nerd you're calling me out on my misattribution. <laughs> that was actually not James Mister. It was, uh, the utilitarian. Forget his name. Um, yeah, I love that one. I was actually thinking about that concept today and writing about it. Just how, like, when you meet somebody, you just the first thing you ask. Like, I met someone over the weekend. And I'm just like, what do you do? It's so hard to get away from the question of what do you do. 
And I was just thinking of like how to get under the surface and like how to actually understand the nature of somebody and what it even is for me, like what is my own nature and how everything has kind of turned into like, it just kind of hit me the other night. I was like, wow, I've written a lot, like, you know, pretty decent amount at this age. And like writing is kind of the core pillar of my existence at this point. Like everything kind of circles around it and it's become my nature is like this reading, writing lifestyle. And uh, yeah, just not being so like, you know, compartmentalized, I guess, but just one, like, what is your intrinsic nature? And I was talking to like another buddy of just like how to find what that thing is for you that, you know, fills you with meaning and joy and I could set you on a path and um, how to understand your own, you know, that your essence, like, what are you? What is that thing that wants to expand and create and how to tap into that yourself is a good indicator of a path you can head down. Yeah. And I totally feel you. It is hard to get away from asking people, what do you do? at the beginning of a conversation mm -hmm. what i like to do is ask people what do you like to do yeah just insert like in there and it changes the question or what do you like to do for fun yeah and they're always like when i do that i'm like so like what are you into because like it kind of seems like i'm avoiding that question which isn't bad I'm like trying yeah. to ask the things i'm like so like what do you like to do and they're like like for fun I'm like yeah it's like anything really but i digress okay here we go <laughs> The moment that you feel that just possibly, wait, did I just do? Wait, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I tried to steal your thunder. It's your you turn. Jumping in front of me here. Oh boy, I just, you just, you just blabbered on for so long. I thought you read a quote. <laughs> wait, did I? Anyways, <laughs> I I don't think so. It's your turn. Blacked out again and again. I therefore admonish my students, both in Europe and in America, don't aim at success. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you're going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue. And it only does so as the <laughs> buddy, you can't send me a chat through Zoom in the middle of the quote. I'm sorry. I need to get back in my own lane. Okay. Uh where was that? For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued, it must ensue. And it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's dedication to a cause greater than oneself or as the byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. Happiness must happen. The same holds for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. I want you to listen to what your conscious commands you to do and go on to carry it out to the best of your knowledge. Then you will live to see that in the long run, in the long run, I say, success will follow you precisely because you had forgotten to think about it. That Dear friends, is Viktor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Great, great book. So good. And I'm apologizing for my behavior. It was unacceptable. I just got so excited because this is such a foundational quote in my life. <laughs> that part about listening to what your conscious is commanding you to do, that to me feels like the only way forward. If you yeah. try and ignore that voice, that inner wisdom, you're going to be miserable. And there's there's really no avoiding it. Eventually, you're going to realize you have to follow your heart and do that thing. And a little side note here. I just, I failed at one of the things I'm working on. I was listening to a Marshall Goldsmith podcast. And one of the things he tracks on a daily basis is how many times he tries to prove that he is right and or smart. 
And that's, I guess I was trying to prove I was smart because I know who that quote is by. Like, does it make me cooler or a better person because I know quotes? Absolutely not. So that's, that's going on my, that's going on my habit tracker. That's a D minus for me. I like it as in a newsletter. Uh, not yet. You said something about reading that proving how smart you are. Maybe, maybe I did. Yeah. Maybe it did. Maybe I, maybe you're just hearing that somewhere else. Anyways. Next Anyways, up. <laughs> next up. Is it my turn now? Yes. Beautiful. The moment that you feel that just possibly you're walking down the street naked, exposing too much of your heart and your mind and what exists on the inside, showing too much of yourself. That's the moment you may be starting to get it right. Neil wow. Gaiman. Wow. Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Gaiman himself. That one to me is just like, that's it. I'm so big on authenticity and just showing up as who you are, not trying to pretend you're cool or different than you are, just being yourself. And I love how he says it's like the moment that you do that and you feel like you're sharing too much of yourself, that's actually the moment you're just starting to get it right. Yep. Yeah, it's like the uh, only publish something when you're afraid to press publish. That's another great one. Some bonus content for you guys. Bonus content. Heard here first. Admire the world for never ending on you as you would admire an opponent without taking your eyes from him or walking away. One of the few things I know about writing is this. Spend it all. Shoot it. Play it. Lose it all. Right away every time. Do not hoard what seems good for a later place in the book or for another book. Give it. Give it all. Give it now. The impulse to save something good for a better place later is the signal to spend it now. Something more will, will arise for later. Something better. Annie Diard, The Writing Life. This one is big for me, and I think it applies to really everything. It's uh, it also Except finances. Except finances. Do not spend it all every time. Um, another great quote, Marcus Aurelius. Life is a fountain that flows from within oneself. If you want it to flow and don't stop it, it will. And it's like, you know, in writing, it's like, ah, oh, that's a great idea, but I have to save it. Or just in, you know, ideas in general. The more you give, love, for instance. The more you give, the more you get, the more it keeps just kind of circulating through you like a fountain. But we're afraid to share it. Another great quote um, heard recently, Jay Shetty. Something along these lines. Time is short but love is boundless. Just share the love as much as you can. Just, I've been finding myself with like parents and friends because you don't want to say, I love you. You know, you just, it's like, ah, but time is short. Love is boundless. I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to let you have those three quotes in a row and not be bitter <laughs> about it. Yeah. I was uh, trying to sneak those in. Yeah. 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 I saw what you're doing there. All right buckle up here's one of my favorite quotes of all time it is not the critic who counts not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly who errs who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming but who does actually strive to do the deeds 
who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. TR, wow. Teddy Roosevelt, baby. TR, damn, that's lethal. That those though that last sentence, if he fails, at least fails while, while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That is that is probably the most powerful arrangement of words I've ever seen. It's yeah, like, that is incredible. Are you gonna go through life cold and timid, never trying anything, and just you, you won't know the good and you won't know the bad. You'll just be somewhere un not excitingly in the middle yeah unbelievable i've been thinking about just how much i love to feel like feelings deeply is the greatest that's why we're here it's why we can feel like just be able to feel great just awe for the world and love and like sadness fear just to feel something is gotta be why we're here. And I fear not feeling everything, you know, that can be felt in this life. You gotta get out there and live to feel those things. Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> if you can see your path laid out in front of you step by step, you know it's not your path. Your own path you make with every step you take. That's why it's your path. Joseph Campbell. So good. So good that I'm Googling. I'm furiously Googling a Joseph Campbell quote I heard at Toastmasters oh yesterday. I'm trying to find it. So keep Lock going. Up. You want another? Yeah, I'm going to give you one more. Okay. Wow. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. At the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would not otherwise have occurred. Occurred, A whole stream of events issues from the, from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man would have dreamed would come his way. I have learned a deep respect for one of Goethe's couplets, couplets. Whatever you can do now or dream you can, begin it. Boldness has genius magic and power in it begin it now that is wh murray the scottish himalayan expedition it's a bit all over the place there but basically when you start the thing when you make that decision as we've rattled on much about things will happen that you just can't imagine before you make the decision and it's scary but you just never can predict what will happen once you actually put yourself in the arena yeah once you're in the arena and you're actually attempting the thing so many random beautiful synchronicities start to happen and you meet the people you need to meet the things fall into place that needed to happen and it's so unpredictable you could never guess that it would happen if you're kind of standing at the edge of the cliff looking over it's only mm -hmm. when you jump off and you're flying on the way down that things Free start falling. to happen that's right 
So I couldn't find the actual quote I'm looking for. So I'm going to paraphrase, but it goes along the lines of Joseph Campbell believed what we're seeking is not the meaning of life, but rather an experience of being alive. And this really hit me the other day because I spend so much of my time thinking about purpose and fulfillment and meaning. And sometimes those feel really heavy. It's like, ah, what is it? Trying to get more clear on it all the time and figure out what exactly it is, is my reason for being all of that. And this felt like a breath of fresh air where it's like, we're not seeking all of those deep, heavy topics. We're just seeking an experience of being alive, of being here now. Love that. And just you thinking about those questions is part of the experience of being alive. Like that's the great mystery of existence. And like to be able to grapple with those things, grapple with those things and genuinely be interested. That's the beauty of being alive that nobody knows. Yeah, 100%. Okay, I'm going again because I was short. Please. Man, because he sacrifices his health in order to make money, then he sacrifices money to recuperate health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. James Lachard. Mm. That one is so powerful. That hit me in the soul when I was working in finance. And one thing I've noticed about myself is I think it's interesting that you were talking about feeling and that's why we're here being able to feel the the lows and the highs and everything in between mm -hmm. i am a very optimistic happy person most of the time and what i'm realizing is i love i feel like all of my favorite quotes are sometimes negative they kind of wake me up and they like point out like this one is like lives as if he's never going to die and then dies having never really lived yeah. And I'm wondering if that's because I don't, I don't feel those deep, sad, like emotions like that very often, but when I hear them expressed in quotes, they really speak to me. Mm. Yeah. And I think those quotes like inspire you to, um, it just kind of raise the bar, like mm -hmm. uh, what we're here to do. I kind of just slap you in the face a little bit, which you need every once in a while. Oh yeah. Big time. It is not possible to step twice in the same river. Heraclitus. This is a short one. You might have noticed. But it's uh I've it's been my one of my favorites for a long time because it's just like the beauty of everyday life. The quote, this has variations. Heraclitus lived in like 600 BC or something. Um I just imagine him, it's Greek. I think he actually lived in like the Turkish in Turkey, but it was then Greece. And imagine looking at a sitting at a river and just, you know, pondering philosophy. Anyways, it's like you every day is every moment is different. And even when we're stuck in the tedium of doing the same thing over and over, it's a new day. And you can look up the clouds and you know, some people are like, Oh, I'm sick of sunsets. Like, how are you sick of sunsets? You got a whole life of them coming up, and it's always interesting at least. Who says they're sick of sunsets? <laughs> I want to name names. But... <laughs> <laughs> we want to expose people on the podcast. Uh, sick of sunsets. Yeah, it's 
there's something beautiful about every day. And when you could stop and kind of notice those beauty of the moment, even though you've done it maybe a million times, it reawakens your soul. Reawaken that soul. And you're always a new person too. Not even just that the situation is different, but notice how you've changed. Yeah, I've heard that quote with the addition of like, the river's not the same and neither are you. Like something along those lines. Not the same river and not the same man. Yeah. All right, back to me. That's right. (laughs) Most people never pick up the phone. Most people never call and ask. And that's what separates the people who do things from those who just dream about them. You got to act. You got to be willing to fail. You got to be willing to crash and burn. With people on the phone or starting a company, if you're afraid to fail, you won't get very far. Steve J-O-B. J-O-B himself. Yeah. The big guy. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) I love just, you know, combining action with your dream. It's necessary. You just got to start. It is. Got to do the thing. Got to do the thing. All right. Here's a bit of a lofty one. Oh boy. I left, I left the woods for a good, for as good a reason as I went there. Perhaps it seemed to me that I had several more lives to live and could not spare any more time for that one. I learned this at least by my experiment that if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. He will put some things behind, will pass an invisible boundary. New, universal, and more liberal laws will begin to establish themselves around and within him, or the old laws will be expanded and interpreted in his favor in a more liberal sense, and he will live with the license of a higher order of beings. In proportion, as he simplifies his life, the laws of the universe will appear less complex, and solitude will not be solitude, nor poverty poverty, nor weakness weakness. If we have built castles in the air, your work need not be lost. That is where they should be. Now put the foundations under them. Walden, Henry David Thoreau. Mm. I love the, uh, if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined, he will meet with success unexpected in common hours. Similar to the, the one, WH, whatever. Uh, yeah, if you start the thing, if you put yourself out there, you just can't expect will start to fall in your favor. And you may not realize those things for a long time, but the actual act of starting and like moving through the journey will give you more meaning, even if it's painful, than never starting. You can only connect the dots looking backwards. Bingo. That is not my original thought. <laughs> so try to- this, this next one, needs a little bit of an explanation. This is one of the things that motivates me most and that drives me to do everything I do. And admittedly, it's a fear that's driving me forward, but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Sometimes the the fear of regret or the fear of missing out on certain things can be helpful. So this one is kind of framed in a negative context, which apparently I like. (laughs) Someone once told me the definition of hell. The last day you have on earth, the person you became will meet the person you could have become. Wow. Yeah. And that's, so I've heard this quote kind of flipped in a more positive way that talks about 
on the last on your last day on earth you want the person you became and the person you could have become to be identical so that kind of infers that you have realized your full potential mm-hmm. but yeah i kind of like this one more this one hits hits harder it's just like that would be that is what i'm afraid of one of the biggest things i'm afraid of is not becoming all that i am capable of becoming yeah it's definitely really interesting also i could see it like you know last day and you're like you were you're so caught up in oh this is what i should have been that you lose sight of just being alive for sure i think there's a really dark side to this yeah because how will i ever know what i could have become let's oh i was reading something the other day that was talking about things in nature always have an end point like animal lives human lives everything has an end point mm. even I don't know what another example is, but if you try and set the bar, something that doesn't have an endpoint, like becoming the best version of yourself, like that's something I love. Yeah. It can actually, it can actually be pretty detrimental because you'll never reach it and you'll never feel like you've done enough. So I've been really reflecting on that recently because I, I love the continuous improvement, having kind of no finite end. Right. But there's also, yeah, this kind of un- fulfilling aspect to it definitely that's something ponder it's a good one well this is my last one look at that wow for this is the journey that men make to find themselves if they fail in this it doesn't matter much else what they find james mishner Mm, i love that one it's all about why we're here we're here for many reasons apparently (laughs) Many, many reasons. And you'll hear a different reason for why you're here on each episode. That's exactly right. Well, now that you're done, I can just list all these. No, I'm going to read one. I'm going to read one more serious one that is probably the most, maybe I already said that. This this quote changed my life, actually. And then I'll read just an all-time favorite that's short. So buckle up. Here we go. Here comes the monologue. Oh, I know it. You know which one is coming. This is the quote that was the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak, in me quitting my job and embarking on this grand adventure. And I'm getting into character for this one. So here we go. (laughs) I don't think it hurts sometimes to remember where you came from. They call it nine to five. It's never nine to five. And what hurts is the steadily diminishing humanity of those fighting to hold jobs they don't want, but fear the alternative worse. People simply empty out. They are bodies with fearful and obedient minds. The color leaves the eye. The voice becomes ugly. And the body, the hair, the fingernails, the shoes, everything goes. As a young man, I could not believe that people could give their lives over to these conditions. As an old man, I still can't believe it. What do they do it for? An automobile on monthly payments? Or children? Children who are just going to do the same thing that they did? Now in the industry, there are vast layoffs. They are laid off by the thousands, and their faces are stunned. I put in 35 years. It ain't right. I don't know what to do. They never pay the slaves enough so that they can get free. Just enough so that they can stay alive and come back to work. I could see all of this. I figured the park bench was just as good. Why not get there first before they put me there? Why wait? I just wrote in disgust against it all. It was a relief to get the shit out of my system. 
And now that I'm here, a so-called professional writer, after giving the first 50 years away, the luck I finally had in getting out of those places, no matter how long it took, has given me a kind of joy. I now write from an old mind and an old body, long beyond the time when most men would ever think of continuing such a thing. But since I started so late, I owe it to myself to continue. And when the words begin to falter and I must be helped up stairways and I can no longer tell a bluebird from a paperclip, I still feel that something in me is going to remember. How I've come through the murder and the mess and the moil to at least a more generous way to die. To not have entirely wasted one's life seems to be a worthy accomplishment, if only to myself. Charles Bukowski. Charles B. Wow. Woo. That was a, that's an emotional experience reading that one for me. Bluebird from a paperclip. Yeah. He, he's one of the people who, every time I read his writing, there's just so much raw pain yeah. and emotion in it. It's incredible. Seriously. That is a crazy one. Defines a generation. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Okay. And then the last one I'm going to read, this has been one of my favorite quotes forever. Don't take life too seriously. You will never get out alive. Mm. Albert Hubbard. Love that one. That's the, uh, the MO around here. It is. I've, that's <laughs> what I'm constantly trying to do is take myself and life less seriously because the only thing we do know, the only thing we've ever said on this podcast that is true is the <laughs> fact that we are all going to die. That is right. We have a somber finish, but yeah, it's true. And all we can do is give it everything we got, joke along the way, share the love, enjoy the journey, brother. Yeah. And I don't know. I, whenever I, I talk about death or read about death, it to me inspires me. It doesn't Same. feel like a somber thing. It feels like this thing's going to happen. It's coming for you. So you might as well get out there and dance with life and have a fun time. And it's crazy. Love hard, fall often. That's right. Regret. Regret is a powerful thing. Just even in the small moments and the big, it's, if you think about death consciously, even before just like striking up a conversation, it's empowering. Yeah. So empowering. I mean, if the alternative is non-existence, you might as well go for it. <laughs> Wild. All right, bud. Well, that's going to do it for our quote off. I hope you guys gathered anything from this. Maybe nothing at all, but we had a lot of fun. And those are some of our best quotes that we strive to live by. I don't yes. know how we do it, but they inspire us. That's what we're aiming at. I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll do another one of these in the future when we have new quotes maybe we'll refine it down a bit who knows we'll have a word limit <laughs> word count and we got a fun episode coming up next week or two so stay tuned we love y'all